everyone. Welcome back for a new episode of Collider Ladies Night Pre-Party, because we have someone that we're very excited to introduce you to right now, Lola Tung from the summer I Turned Pretty. Oh my, what a way to kick off an acting career. Yeah, I mean, I, well, huh, yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to, and to talk about the show and we got a lot to get into. It's so exciting that this is your first credit. Like you don't even have a Wikipedia page. Like we are just here to learn about you. And there's something that is just so exciting about that to me. Yeah, I, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, I'm so grateful to, you know, have this be my my first job. The thing that gets me my Wikipedia page, you know. Uh, yeah. That's the goal for ladies night. If someone can use this as a blueprint for your Wikipedia page, I have done my job. It, it's for way more than that, but that's like, hey, at least a little something. All right. So every single ladies night, no matter how many credits someone has, always starts here. What is the movie, the performance, personal experience, you name it, that first made you say to yourself, I have to be an actor? I think it was uh, uh, more of a, a personal experience because I had always loved movies and shows and theater when I was little, but I don't think... Um, anyone had ever really guessed that I would be be the one who wanted to be uh, on stage or in front of the camera because I was a I was a pretty shy kid. So I think it was around uh, it was in sixth grade. I was in my all school musical. I auditioned for The Wizard of Oz. I don't I don't really know why I auditioned. I think I was kind of like I want to try this out, and um, I played the Tin Man. And from there, I kind of was like fell in love with the the process and. Uh, loved being on stage and telling the stories and all of it. And I think that was, that was the moment that sort of, you know, launched that, uh, started that love for me. <laughs> was there a moment in Wizard of Oz doing that performance or maybe something that came after it that made you feel like, not even just that you wanted to act, but like, whoa, like I'm actually really good at this. <laughs> it was probably not during Wizard of Oz because uh, as a sixth grader who had never performed before um yeah I don't know how <laughs> how amazing I was but I think you know it was just like the thrill of of being on stage and you know making people laugh and I remember like my parents being so excited afterwards and um you know my my dad was a musician for a little while and my mom sort of dabbled in acting for a little bit so they were both artists and they were so happy that you know I had found something that I really loved and and I was so happy too because nothing made me feel the way that that performing did that's so wonderful I love hearing about family support like that because I deeply value that in my own life yeah, absolutely so you decide I want to be an actor when you made that decision, what did you envision the first step being in terms of getting from the want to actually starting a career? And then was that first step that you thought should be it? Did it turn out to be the right move to make? I don't know what I thought the first step was. I feel like there's no <laughs> there's no really correct mm -hmm. path to take when it comes to something something like this um and i mean i think for a while too when i started acting especially in middle school you know i was like this is something i really want to do but you know maybe there i also have other interests because i'm 12 or 13 years old and i'll explore those a little too and then i think when i realized that was the thing that i loved most i was like okay i'm gonna continue to go to school for this and make this sort of my main focus i guess so that's when uh, i i went to uh LaGuardia High School in the city um, for drama. And then I was studying drama every single day. And that was like 
most of, um, I guess, you know, I mean, we had our other required classes as well, but I think that's when I started to be like, all right, I'm going to keep training and trying to learn more and learn from my peers and my teachers and uh, try to get as much theater experience as I can and see more theater because it's so important to, you know, see other artists. And if you're, if you have the privilege to, uh, I mean, I was so fortunate to be able to see so much live theater living in New York city. Um, but yeah, it was just about, you know, yeah. Watching, watching other artists do their thing. And then me sort of continuing to work on my craft as well. This is kind of backtracking now a little bit, but who's the first actor that was, was like your, your end goal. Someone you said to yourself, like, I want to be just like that actor when I grow up. Oh man. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I remember, seeing um i think I, I saw a couple of broadway shows when i was in middle school and i saw i saw les mis when i was auditioning for laguardia because i sang <laughs> i sang a les mis song for my laguardia like the vocal side of the audition and i remember watching those actors and specifically the actor who played eponine i think i don't remember her name i think her name was brendan lark <laughs> uh and she was so wonderful and I remember watching her and just like because I, I sang one of Eponine's songs and being like oh my god I, I want to do that and I want to be up there and she's so amazing and uh I think that's like that that was the first thing that came to mind I think because I just admired I don't know the theater actors so much just I, I loved watching them and I loved I wanted to be in that position Correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, but I was reading that you got a manager due to a virtual senior showcase. Can you explain what the showcase is? And also, is getting a manager from something like that typical, or were you just totally surprised when that call came in? Um, so at LaGuardia, there's usually a showcase for the drama students at the end of the year who you know, have an interest in continuing acting after high school and uh usually it's in person um but we sent in videos just videos from I was in my bedroom you know filming a a monologue and usually I think a, a, a couple students get responses and start you know uh working with different people but it was really funny because my manager had reached out to me um like a couple months after the showcase had happened uh I was in my second semester of my first year of college, actually, and she reached out to me um, and sort of with, wanted to start working together and had this audition and everything. And I think it was it was really it was really cool. I, I mean, I, I you know, you never know what's going to come from those things and you never know when when it will happen, because it could be, you know, the time isn't right at that moment and then a couple months later the time is right um so she reached out to me and we started working together and she's awesome and uh she had this audition and and that was the that was the start of it all <laughs> yeah so your your first ever professional audition was for this show that you booked it was yes <laughs> wow that is absolutely wild. So given that, did your manager or anyone else in your life have some advice for you in terms of jumping into that? And was there anything about the audition process that like caught you by surprise? Um, I mean, all of it was over Zoom, which was very interesting and very, you know, I mean, we were all getting getting used to that. But it was also sort of 
all that I had known because I had never <laughs> done an audition like that before or gone through an audition process like that before. Um, it was, I think it was a really great learning experience and a great process. And Jenny Han, the creator of the books in the series was so wonderful and lovely throughout all of it. And so were the rest of the producers and Jesse Parrott's one of the directors was on it as well. And he was, he was so wonderful too. And, uh, I think it was just so cool for me to get to read with so many different actors and to be like going to my classes and then coming home from, from school and jumping onto the zooms and, uh, learning how to, you know, manage my time and, um, and just go through this process like that. It was, it was a great learning experience in, in general, I think. Um, I have so many follow-up questions. First one, <laughs> first one is choosing between working versus school, or I'm not sure if maybe you were able to balance both, but when you actually booked the role and the opportunity was there, was it a no brainer? Like I have to take this and run with it. Or was there any concern that like maybe school should be the top priority now? I think once I booked the role, it was sort of like, this is the thing that I'm going to do. But of course, there was so much internal conflict, I think. And for so long, school was my main priority. And, and it was something that like, you know, I was like, this is something I have to do going to college just for myself. Not that anyone else has to do that. Everyone has a different path, which I've learned <laughs> now, you know, but uh, I think for myself, I'd wanted to go to school and to keep learning and to, you know, further my education. And um, when I got that first call that they wanted me to test for the role, that was sort of like a, oh, I mean, huh, wait a second, is this something that could could actually, and I mean, that was still early on as well, but it was sort of like a, um, a, a taste of like what could happen. Uh, so I think for a little while, I was so thrilled and so excited and so happy that I, um, that my, you know, my teachers ended up being so incredibly supportive and that I got to finish my freshman year too. I think that was, that was something that I really wanted to make sure I got to do. Um, but in the end, I think, you know, I'm very, I'm happy with the choice I made and I'm happy that I have all of the tools that I got from school and that I can go back to school if I want to. And, you know, life, life throws you <laughs> curveballs sometimes. And I was lucky that I got um, such a, such a great one <laughs> thrown my way, you know, same thing in that department. You, you should be very proud of what you did and what you accomplished on this show, but the possibilities are always there whenever you feel like it's the right time. That's what's so awesome about all this. So going back to the audition process now, I know you said that um, it was on Zoom at least to start. Were you ever able to get in person in a room, especially for chemistry reads? No, we weren't. Everything was on Zoom. Oh. Yeah, the chemistry reads were all on God. Zoom. <laughs> all right. Well, I can understand that. In in the case of chemistry reads with Christopher and Gavin in particular, because obviously the chemistry between the three of you is of the utmost importance to this show, even through Zoom, were you able to feel the difference reading with the two of them compared to other actors who read for those roles? Was there that special spark there even through the computer? Yeah, I, I do think so. I, I think, you know, I remember, I think the first time I read with Chris, they actually made us read, like I read with him and a couple other people and they kind of made us read together again. And I was like, what does this mean? <laughs> I remember being kind of like intimidated because he was really cool. 
over Zoom. And um, I was like, oh, I guess that's perfect for the for the belly Conrad dynamic. Um, but I think you can still tell. And I mean, obviously, it's harder to have the same flow of conversation and flow of a scene that you would have in person. But you can always tell if people have a little bit of, of, a, of a connection or, you know, um, yeah. And I think and I think they did a great job and I, and I love both Gavin and Chris. So I feel very grateful that it worked out the way that it did. All right. Moving past the audition phase now to actually hitting the set. What is the most useful piece of advice that you got about making your first TV show? I, I guess two things to take care of myself, to make sure you're really taking care of yourself and to just be present and in the moment and doing the work and being there and like enjoying it. And it goes by fast. Um, and it's can be, you know, very long days and very long hours and it can be stressful sometimes, obviously, but I think I, you know, was so lucky to be surrounded by such incredible people and actors. And, um, I, uh, I really had to, you know, not be in my head and just live in that moment and soak it all up. And, also take care of myself, get a lot of sleep because, you know, um, I think it can be, it can be hard, especially when you like are in bed and go into the little social media hole on your phone. And then all of a sudden it's, you know, like one o'clock in the morning, but, uh, oh, I'm very yeah. guilty of that very often. It's great. <laughs> so to flip that around a little, you, you first hit the set, your first big set ever. Was there any like seemingly silly questions about the way that a TV show is made that you were afraid to ask because it felt like something you should have known and you didn't know who to ask the question to. Something that everyone, you know, should have the courage to be able to ask about. You know, I don't think so. I think like everybody knew it was my first time being on the set and being uh, like in that environment. And I, everyone, like yeah, everyone was so cool. Like the crew was so cool and uh, the directors were so cool. Everyone, everyone was amazing. And I think, you know, we all got to a point, like, I, I just felt very comfortable asking questions because that was, you know, that's how you learn. That's how you get better at things. And even if you think it's a stupid question, if it's something you want to know, then you know for the future and you can, you know, you can be the smart one in the, in the room who knows it. <laughs> if, if only I had spoken to you at the very beginning of my career, then I wouldn't have been like super self-conscious and afraid to ask really silly things. Believe me, I, of course, that I, I was still very much self-conscious and very <laughs> worried to, you know, afraid I was going to mess something up. But um, yeah, I was glad that I, that I felt so comfortable uh, on set. <laughs> I always love talking about the value of a good scene partner, and you have many of them on uh, on this uh, this particular set here. It makes me curious, though, of everybody in the ensemble of this show, whose processes are like the most polar opposite, like the way they approach the material. Who, which two people have two completely different ways of going about it? You know, I don't really know. I think uh, that sort of thing is kind of like. I don't know, not personal, but I feel like it's so specific to each person. And there are some things that you just do on your own time that, not that we didn't really talk about it, but that like, you know, that just kind of happened on your own time in your own little bubble. But I do remember having a conversation with, with I think Gavin and Chris and Sean about like how we, how we all work. Um, 
and I think we all just sort of we all sort of uh, approached it a little bit differently because that's only only natural. We're different people, you know, with uh, different experiences. And um, I mean, for me, I was constantly like journaling specifically about my relationships with each of the other characters. And I had like a whole page dedicated to, to each of them and Belly's relationship with each of them. And music was a big part of that. And I do think like music was a big part for most of us. Um, but I'm not, I'm not sure who had the most different well, that's the most exciting thing about all this. And I feel I feel like everyone having a different way to tackle the work is what keeps everyone growing, too, because you get the opportunity to witness something that maybe you wouldn't have considered yourself and you could try it on a future project. With that in mind, I'm, a, I'm actually going to throw that to you right now. Is there anything you saw anyone do on this set and you think like, what a cool technique? I'm going to try that down the line. <laughs> Well, Sean always does, who plays Steven, my brother, he always does his morning stretches and always will do, like, will carve out the time, maybe like 15 minutes or so, to like have a whole little warm up routine. And I, I think it's the acting school in him <laughs> that, you know, he's, but it's so great. And like, I did it with him one morning and I feel like I get so easily distracted and it's such a good way to ground yourself. And I was like, I need to start doing that more often. I feel like no matter what kind of work you do, if we all woke up in the morning and actually did some stretches, we would be better off. I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> all right. So we're going to play a very quick little game. I want to ask you some cast superlatives. So like high school superlatives, but some of them are uh, some of them are filmmaking specific. So of everyone in this ensemble, who would you label the life of the party? The person who like would hit set and then all of a sudden the energy would go through the roof. <laughs> Oh man, maybe Gavin, maybe Gavin. He's a, yeah, he's got a great energy about him. He's got, you know, smile lights up the room. <laughs> I mean, I can confirm that he has the, that effect on the finished product as well. Here's a, here's a, like a little bit of a big one. Who would you say is most changed? Like in terms of what they were like when they hit the set and then how they grew throughout the entire process of making season one? I don't, that's hard because when you spend every day with, with a bunch of people, you don't see the change as much because it feels so consistent and so natural. Um, you know, I don't, maybe, maybe me. I mean, Jenny, Jenny always talks about how she feels like the first day, um, she looks at like pictures of my face on the first day and she says that my face looks different at the end of filming and not in like a, like, oh, you, it's, you, you know, you look like a whole different person but she just says that there was some growing up that happened and she can see it in my eyes <laughs> or something which i think is is really sweet and i would agree with that i think you know i grew up with belly that summer so that's a really beautiful answer i love that <laughs> all right here's a fun one you throw a big house party who is the most likely to stay until the end and actually help you clean up hmm. Maybe my first, my first instinct was to say Sean or Summer, who plays Nicole. Um, yeah, they're both they're so lovely and I feel like would stay till the end. And also Nicole, or Summer who plays Nicole, Nicole throws the party in the show. Not to say that. Uh, Don't worry. If, if, you, if you want to say any spoilers, you totally can. And we can label, we could label it and... No one has Little anything to worry about. <laughs> An episode three moment. Um, I don't know if saying the exact episode is, makes it better or worse. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's fine. We expect yeah. these characters to throw house parties. Right. 
Right. Yeah. It's a very lovely house party too. But yeah. So I, maybe that's uh, influencing my my answer. Well, it's, a, it's a good quality to have in a friend. So they both get points in my book. I'll give you one more with, with this game here. So who would you say is the most likely to surprise you on set with an on the spot creative choice? Ooh. Mm. <laughs> Maybe Gavin again. <laughs> Maybe Gavin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to ask you for an example, and I'll put up the spoiler warning for this so you can freely talk about whatever you want. Everyone's going to binge the show in a flash, so I have a feeling people will be caught up anyway, but warning just in case. So is there an example of a scene that changed the most because of something he did on the spot and it changed for the better? You know what? I actually might have to change my answer because I thought of a great example from someone else. Okay, let's hear it. The big moment where he surprised me, Sean, uh, and it's actually a moment that's in the trailers, but it's, uh, I think in episode six, uh, there's a moment where Steven is yelling at Belly because she leaves her hair in like the shower drain and Sean walked out <laughs> and he was like, stop leaving your hair in the drain. And he threw it in my face <laughs> and I had no clue that that was going to happen. I think I knew he was going to like give it to me or something but he decided to throw it in my face that take and i definitely broke when i yelled at him in the take and i might have used it um but yeah that was a big moment that is where he... hands down one of the most like believable relatable sibling dynamics that i've seen in tv like and for the record i am not the one to leave the hair in the shower that would be my sister and when we lived together this was an issue yeah Oh yeah, me and my sister too. It's such an issue in our in our household as well. Um, yeah, that was a fun moment. <laughs> All right, here's a big old spoiler question for you. So Belly Belly makes a lot of very big decisions, and sometimes they come from you know being an impulsive teenager. Of all of like the game changing decisions that she makes throughout season one, is there any in particular that you really needed to talk through? Like whether it was with Jenny, a director, a writer, you name it, just something where you needed you know, an extra level of clarity or understanding in terms of what was driving her to make that choice? I mean, if we really want to get into spoilers... Oh, yeah, uh, you're free to. Go for it. The last episode, the last scene of the last episode, <laughs> if I'm allowed to talk about this... Go for it. I want to hear this. Yeah, well, that was just a big, um, I think, discussion that, you know, Chris and I were very curious just because... Um, there's so much going on in that episode between every single, you know, one of the fam family members and, and Belly and Jeremiah, and then everything happening with Susanna because she's, you know, dealing with this, uh, the, everyone finding out about the, the news that she has, uh, that her cancer has come back. So we were just like very, uh, we really wanted to make sure that it didn't feel like a rushed ending of some sort or that they were just coming together to have these two characters come together we really wanted to make sure that it was you know like these two characters not only need each other but want to be with each other in this moment because this is something that's you know been it's a long time coming and and this is the moment that it had to happen and that these two characters had to come together and we really wanted to make sure that um you know it felt genuine and it felt right in this moment um so we did have a discussion about that i think uh 
and it was nice that I was able to, I think, talk to Jenny about that and talk to Chris about it too. Um, cause he, you know, he cares so deeply about, about the work that he's doing, which, you know, I, I admire so much. Um, so yeah, we just had a, a discussion about that and really making sure that it was like, there's a reason for like this timing and that it's happening right now. You, you feel it when you're watching. It's, it's very <laughs> impressive. And sometimes I have a difficult time with, with love triangles because there's usually like a clear favorite or a, a very clear connection, but you all do a very good job of in the moment making certain decisions feel right and then being able to pivot back. I was very impressed by all that. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. I'll ask you one season two question before, before we have a couple more fun questions to wrap this up. Well, <laughs> is there any particular quality of bellies that you're looking forward to exploring in season two, whether it's something you haven't tapped into yet or something that you've only scratched the surface of and really feel the potential in? Yeah, that's a really lovely question. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to answer anything about season two. <laughs> that's really great. I think... I'm really excited to, um, I mean, she did a lot of growing up over this first season and, and she was figuring out so much. So I think she has a little bit more of a sense of self or sense of independence at the end of this. And she's definitely, definitely, you know, come a long way since the beginning of the summer. So I'm really excited to just explore all of that and where we left off and, um, that, you know, feeling of like a little bit more uh, maturity maybe and and that feeling of, of having grown up a little bit and had experiences that um that that change you and and you know hopefully for the better and she's made she's she's made mistakes because she's a teenager and it's all and she's human and it's only natural but i think she's learned a lot from them so i'm excited to to keep exploring that aspect of her and her journey. You can't grow unless you make mistakes. Those things are very boring when you don't make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get to know you a little more here. So in addition to filling out your Wikipedia page, I also want to fill out your IMDb trivia page because there's nothing there and there's nothing that brings me more joy than looking at those pages and seeing like super random, like out of left field facts about people. So if you could add one really random thing about yourself to that page, what would it be? Oh, um, uh, I... <laughs> super random i don't know i really love dogs i'm a dog person i don't know if that's like random enough <laughs> i feel like a love of pets is always the right answer to that question do you have a dog i do have a dog he's eight years old no he seems like a puppy still to me and he's the best what kind, what kind of dog and what is his name He's a rescue, so we're not completely sure, but we think Border Collie Lab oh. mix. And his name is Bodie. Bodie. Oh my God, sounds adorable. All right, let's go with, what is the last show that you binge watched? This is interesting. I feel like I've never fully like binge watched a show. I, I like sat down and watched something in one sitting, um, but I did watch season one of Russian Doll very quickly. And now I'm watching season two. It's so good. She's so good. Yeah. At that I had, she's so good. And I had no clue what to expect when I started watching it. And I was just like, oh, wait a second. And we're in New York. That's great. <laughs> oh, so you, you're a big New Yorker. You grew up in New York. 
Can you give me your favorite food spot in New York? I will say like one spot that my friends and I always used to go to and it closed during COVID, which we were so sad about. But there's a diner called Big Daddy's Diner. And we used to go all the time because it was just like a great meeting spot for, for, you know, a bunch of teenagers and high school and everything. And we were very sad when it, when it closed. They had a great like grilled with mac and cheese in the middle. I grew up in New York. I moved to LA. There's no real diners in LA. Like I, I was obsessed with cozy soup and burger by Astor Place. I used to go there every day for lunch in college and there's just nothing like a real diner in LA. And they're like kind of disappearing here too a little bit, which is, which is sad. Or like in my, you know, around where I live. Where did you, are you, you said you're from the city originally or? From Long Island. And then I went to to college in Manhattan. I spent many a years there. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. I'll always be a New Yorker at heart, but LA's kind of nice. All right. I'll end with this one and then I'll let you go. If you could be on the game show of your choice, what show would you pick and could you actually win it? I have no clue. I feel like I don't, I don't watch game shows that often. Do, <laughs> you, do you play like word games or anything? Are you into Wordle? Oh, totally into Wordle. I haven't done it in okay. a while, but mom and I were very much into Wordle for a long time. I'm going to make the connection and say that you should be on Wheel of Fortune then. I feel like a word game. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, yeah. Why not? Right. <laughs> That's that's also like my dream show too. So if I have to throw out an option, that's going to be the first one it is. You got it. We can we'll do it together. <laughs> I'm I'm down. Anytime you want. We'll sign up for Wheel of Fortune. All awesome. right. I got to let you go. You have a whole bunch of celebrating to do this weekend. Congratulations. Seriously, you are phenomenal in this show and I cannot wait to see more. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was really great. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.